premature celebration, being pursued, and making a way out of no way. So first premature celebration, the thing about premature celebrations is that they're cringeworthy. I saw a compilation of a number of different premature celebrations of, of athletes, whether it be one, I remember it was a, a, a basketball player whose shot goes up three pointer and before that ball, He's, he sees, goes halfway in, he turns around and he does a little shimmy as he walks away, all to his surprise that ball rattles around and doesn't go in. Or a bicyclist who was crossing the finish line with his arms raised in victory to find out that there's still one more lap and all the herd of the other bicyclists come and pass him up and he doesn't win. Or one other that stands out was a runner, maybe it was a 400 or an 800, and about 30, 40 meters to go, he begins a victory trot, and he slows down with his arms up to his surprise at the last minute someone comes and wins. And the look of horror on their face, they had thought they won, but they lost. In many ways, that's Easter. That's what we celebrate. That's what we have celebrated the last couple of days on Good Friday. And it's what brings about here this morning. More on that premature celebration here in a second. But first being pursued. Whether or not being pursued is a good thing or a bad thing largely depends on who it is that's doing the pursuing. If you're a woman who's being pursued by a gentleman, you want that. You want that kind of pursuit. If you're being pursued by someone who wants to kill you, that's another story. You don't want that kind of pursuit. That's a bad pursuit. The human race knows about that kind of pursuit, the bad kind of pursuit. The human race knows about that bad kind of pursuit because we all have an enemy. And that enemy is not your coworker who wronged you. That enemy is not the ex. The enemy is not a neighbor. Our enemy, the way that the Bible speaks about it, a biblical worldview is that our enemy, as Paul says in Ephesians, our enemy is not against flesh and blood, but our enemy is against powers, against dominions, against principalities of darkness, of wickedness. And you may be sitting here this morning being like, I don't know if I believe all that. You may doubt that power of darkness. And if that's you this morning, I'd I'd ask you to just this, maybe today or in the coming days or the coming weeks, certainly in the next month, just sit and pay attention and notice sometimes the darkness that weaves through your own heart. Of the comments sometimes of, why did I just say that? Why did I do that? I hate that I said it, and I hate that I did it. See, it's easy to prove the power of darkness because we can see it run through our heart at times. It doesn't take much to see the pursuit 
of the enemy and the pursuit of darkness in our world today. And as I said, even in our own heart. And that pursuit, that pursuit began a long time ago in the garden when the enemy pursued our first parents, Adam and Eve. And not only were they pursued the bad kind of pursuit, but they were also caught of Adam and Eve then becoming slaves to sin and slaves to death. Not only were they pursued and not only were they caught, but they are also trapped and pinned in. And because they were our first parents and because of the original sin that you and I were born into, you and I were also born slaves to sin. And we're also born trapped, pinned in, no way to get out from underneath the sin and being slaves of sin and being slaves of death and having a power over us of which we can't get out from under. There is no way. There's simply no way. Which brings us lastly to making a way out of no way. See, we needed to be brought, we needed to be brought back to life when there was no way to be brought back to life. We needed to be brought out of darkness when there was no way to be brought out of darkness. And yet God provides a way with no way. And that way he provides a way out of no way is the cross. And Easter morning brings, the Easter morning and the cross brings about what that premature celebration was like. Because on Good Friday, on Good Friday, when he went to the cross, seemingly death had won. Seemingly Satan had won. Seemingly darkness had won. As Paul, or as, as Luke writes in the Acts of the Apostles, we heard in our first reading, Peter gets up and proclaims to all the general, the, 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 all the people who are gathered, and he says to them boldly, it says, I was a witness. I saw that day they put him to death by hanging him on a tree. The cross being hung on a tree. See, St. Augustine said that the cross, the devil, the devil held up the cross as his trophy of victory, thinking that finally the one who was a miraculous man who healed a lot of people, who was a, who was a, who was a good preacher, who did miraculous deeds, finally he's like all the other because he can't defeat death. I thought he was special, he was special, but he couldn't defeat death, he's like everyone else. And the very trophy that he held up, the cross, was the very means of his defeat. Imagine the look of horror on his face when realizing that that was God. And by the very means of the cross, brought us out of darkness and brought us to life. The devil began a victory trot that day on Good Friday. He had his arms raised. But see, death and sin, the power of sin and the power of death was conquered and it was vanquished. And as Peter's preaching, he goes on to say, and this man God raised on the third day that everyone who believes in him will receive forgiveness of sins through his name. We were all 
Those in this church who are baptized were rescued from sin and death. And as Peter says that everyone who believes in him will receive the forgiveness of sins through his name. What does that mean for you and I this morning on this Easter morning? Some of us back in the church for the first time in a long time, maybe some of us the first time, maybe we were here last, last night. Actually, I know some of you were here last night. What does that mean for us? I think it means this. It's to ask ourselves the question, where are you trapped this morning? Where do you feel pinned in? Where do you long to be rescued? What areas in your heart might be in darkness? The last number of days, weeks, months, years, decades of your life where you feel that there's no way out. Struggling with the same sin or the same vice, whatever it might be, habitual. And to see and to invite them in this morning. Invite them in and surrender your life to him who went to the cross, who defeated sin and defeated death. And laughed at the one who began his victory trot too early, thinking that he had won. Give your life to him. Give your life to him this morning because he has, he has vanquished hell and he's delivered you and me and he's given us an opportunity for forgiveness of sins if all but we would invite him in our lives and commit our lives to him this morning. We were pursued. We were pursued that bad kind of pursuit by our enemies, Satan. But it's also important for us to know that we were also pursued even earlier than that bad kind of pursuit began. We were pursued by a lover from the beginning who knew us in our mother's womb, who were knit in our mother's womb, who was on his mind when he created the universe. He is a pursuer and he's a lover and he's a pursuer and a lover of you this morning. And he wants you. And we were trapped. We were trapped because of sin and pinned in and having no way out. But I think this morning, he also wants us to know that we were, we were also, he wants to trap some of us this morning. He wants to pin us in some of us this morning with his love, especially maybe some of us who think that we're unlovable. Some of us this morning who think that we're too far gone. He wants to trap and pin you in with his love this morning. And he wants you to know that there is no escaping from my type of love because I'm a lover and I'm a pursuer. I'm a lover and I'm a pursuer after your heart. And I want you. Will you but all give your life to him and have forgiveness of your sins because he went to the cross and he laughed at the one who began his victory trot too early. Surrender your life to him this morning. He went to the cross. He went to the tomb and the tomb is empty. He is risen. He is risen indeed.